So welcome to another episode of Inside Access Control, sponsored by SIA. Very excited tonight to have Cyrus Claffey from Butterfly MX join me. Cyrus, thank you very much for taking the time to do this. Hey, Lee. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, for those that uh, don't know you, I thought it'd be great to, why don't you start off by giving a little bit of background and then introduce your company, then we'll jump into some of the, uh, you know, the accelerated phases that we've, we were talking about prior to this. Sure, so, absolutely. So I'm Cyrus Claffey. Founded Butterfly MX. Um, basically, my my background is as follows. You know, started out in investment banking, wanted to do something a little more entrepreneurial. So I founded a company that was a geek squad for the real estate industry, and um, this was like in the early two thousands. And basically, pivoted that into a building focused more on whole building technology infrastructure design. Right, uh, and so what that meant was really helping owners and property managers figure out the right technology infrastructure to have in place, given the target demographic, meaning were empty nesters gonna live there? Were millennials gonna live there? You know, was it families, right? And then looking at whether this was a condo property in which, you know, the developer would wanna basically flip it. You wanna sell it quickly, recoup your money, right? Take your profit and move on. Or is it a, a rental property where you're looking at, you know, 20, 30 year ownership horizon. And so you're gonna treat that property differently. You're gonna be willing to invest more technology into that property differently. And uh, it was from that perch that, you know, I then moved into this great apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, it was the first renovated apartment in, in a rapidly gentrifying area. And uh, basically um, everything was renovated, right? Except for one thing. And guess what that one thing was? I'm gonna guess the intercom. That's right. It was the intercom, right? It was this ugly plastic box in the kitchen, right? And uh, had three buttons, door, talk, listen. Anytime it would go, eh, you know, I would come over there and I basically have to press them like simultaneously and almost like you're playing a piano, get just the right pitch. And then I'd know I'd open the door. For whom? I had no idea who I had opened the door for, but I knew I had opened the door, right? And, um, you know, this was the age of the iPhone 4. And so I knew you could stream Netflix. I knew you could watch YouTube, right? Why was this thing, you know, so clunky, you know? So there had to be a better way. And that was kind of the, the big aha moment. Now, the other thing was, it was like being in the real estate development space and providing technology solutions for developers. I knew that if you were gonna develop a mobile app that people could receive a video call from, you couldn't have kind of a clunky stainless steel device at the front of the building. Again, the iPhone was kind of the template, or I should say even the iPad was the template for what we were trying to do. And so essentially it was like, let's put a touchscreen at the front of the building, right? And that was gonna be a thin client. It wasn't gonna have anything in the telco room that it had to talk to. It would connect directly to the internet and you'd come up to that you know, touchscreen and you could access the resident directory and you could do a whole host of other things that would be important to both the visitors coming to the building, to the property managers, and of course the tenants at the building, right? So that was really the genesis for Butterfly MX. And, um, you know, then we just kind of, you know, put our heads down and put our shoulders into it. And, you know, we launched in 2015. Since then, you know, we've grown triple digits year over year over year, um, you know, partnering very closely with, you know, the largest institutional owner operators in America, as well as, you know, the small local guys uh, kind of out there, you know, buying buildings in an area and then, 
you know, renovating them and using technology as a way to attract tenants at paying higher rents, right? So, um, you know, for us, I think like an important point to emphasize, Lee, is, you know, we've always come at this from the real estate side and we're just fortunate uh, in that. Um, and we also came from the construction side. Um, and that's been very important to our success, you know, because I feel that our product, Butterfly MX, is just organic to the real estate industry. You know, um, this is kind of in contrast, I think, to some other tech companies, which have great ideas, but they kind of more parachute into the business. And they're trying to kind of, I think, um, dictate the, the right solution to the business. So that doesn't mean, however, of course, we're not leading by innovation because at every level, you know, innovation is what we're bringing to the space because that's how you create value and you differentiate your product vis-a-vis -vis whatever the incumbents or a competitor has, right? Um, and I think like the other important ingredient that kind of really helped us accelerate was it's the understanding that user experience is so critical in today's world when you're looking at the consumer, right? And I think the other, uh, the other kind of important insight there is every single stakeholder, right, is a consumer. And so that means the guy buying it, the integrator, right, the property manager, the tenant, the visitor, these are all consumers of Butterfly MX. And so you have to really think holistically, organically down to every kind of aspect of your company, right? Am I treating this person as a consumer? What is their user experience, whether it's using the mobile app or getting onboarded by our team? So, you know, basically what we did is, is we blended, I think, that attitude with the goal of fundamentally rethinking everything about how people use and experience, you know, um, the intercom at the front entrance of a building. And really, when you think about it, there was so much to work with, right? Um, how do you get a call, right? You know, traditionally, it's on that clunky thing in, in the apartment. If you're not there, you don't get the call. Where can you get the call? Meaning you can get it anywhere. Who's calling you? Is it somebody you know? Is it the FedEx or the UPS guy? Is it the painter coming to the building to work in the building or work in your apartment, right? Um, there was really such a tremendous opportunity to really like look at different use cases and innovate, you know, around solving these use cases in a way that created a, a much better user experience. And therefore the product really uh, became this, you know, very attractive to everybody who, who came across it, right? Um, and so like one of the things I think we've arrived at as a company is what we're doing is, is we're creating access control for property managers and for tenants not the building, okay? And what does that mean? What that means is it's user-centric, customer-centric. Typically what, what you see is, is access control systems, they get designed and then they get basically installed in a building during construction and it's set it and forget it. Instead, what we've done is, is we're really developing a platform that's mutable and that works according you know, to the changing needs of the environment and, and the users using it, right? So um, I would also say that, you know, that was the initial kind of goal, right? And, um, you know, we've obviously come a long way from just kind of an idea in a cubicle in terms of executing on that goal and, and kind of making it reality. The longer term vision, of course, is really about, um, you know, going beyond just that kind of initial front entrance experience and really thinking about uh, a host of different interacting platforms, right? That are working together, right? 
and, and almost envelop the tenant, envelop the property manager, anticipate their needs, right? To deliver whatever it is that they're looking to do from an access control or service perspective. So it's, it's basically, you know, bringing together all the platforms inside the building, all the platforms outside the building. We're obviously at the nexus between the two, but connecting all of this into one envelope that again, anticipates the needs of the tenants. And really like after that, it's about, okay, that's happening at the building level. Then eventually you scale that up to the city level. And, you know, I would say like, think of one credential, right? That works inside your building at the front entrance and at many buildings around the city. And, and that's kind of the ultimate goal of what we're working towards. Wow. A uh, lot to unpack there. I appreciate that. And yeah. it, it actually you touched on a, a handful of topics that I, I love. So if, if you allow me, um, we'll talk about it in a couple of places. So you, you yeah. mentioned, um, cause you answered some of the questions that, that, that we talked about prior to this, uh, mm -hmm. in some ways, but so yeah. if you talk about the UX side of it, right. Um, mm -hmm. And, and you talk about the stakeholders because mm -hmm. historically our industry is focused on the administrator uh, on the access control side yeah. and the users we gave up to people that sold black boxes and cards and that. And now you see it. So with that, though, is there do you see a need to, to change the way that you, you communicate exactly because it's actually now in talking to you, mm -hmm. I call it an intercom and you probably internally laugh when I say that based off of the vision and that that you have so like what, what is what, what's your belief on the the sort of the re-education that has to happen because that's that's a big vision you're almost talking about like an operating system at that yeah. point right yeah and so how do you how do you view the, the the change that has to happen in getting people to appreciate this more than ju it just about you know a metal box on the outside that lets people in and out for sure well look i think w one of the things is, is like we call it a smart intercom right that that was kind of like a fundamental thing like that we try and educate all of our customers about, right? Because by putting it into that frame of reference, they start to understand the potential power of what this thing can do, right? It's connecting their building to the world, really, right, via the net, okay? And then you think about the mobile app, right, that every resident has or that the property manager can use to control the functionality that we bring to them Right. And now you're sort of like you're free, you're reframing every for everybody what to expect from the smart intercom at the front of the building. But I think like, look, to your point, um, there's these very like big kind of um, long term kind of structural things that are tailwinds for everybody kind of, I would say, at the forefront of the access control industry. OK, so the first thing is, of course, it, it was Apple. Right. They set the bar, an intuitive device didn't need like any sort of instruction manual in order to learn, right? And so that really helped point the way towards the importance of UX and UI, right? As a way to implement the UX, okay? And so that I think really helped people understand to be a successful product, you had to work in such a way, it didn't take a lot of kind of cognitive, cognitive load, right? It was intuitive. And I can really, and by being intuitive and easy to use, I create a good user experience, all right? So now people get excited about using something. They anticipate it in a good way as opposed to in a, in a bad way. I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, back in the day, I used to design a lot of amenity spaces and they would have these very complicated um, Crestron, sorry, Crestron, Crestron systems in the amenity space. They wouldn't get used because the UX was way too complicated. It's kind of like an old school remote control. Nobody uses them, nobody likes them. 
the, the experience everybody has is negative, right? And it becomes apocryphal. So you have to take the opposite approach. And again, I think Apple really helped lead the way in terms of, in terms of helping the world understand that. And so as a result, because Apple was so successful, right? You've seen that smartphone adoption. It's massive. It's the, you know, the quickest adoption in almost any consumer product, right? In the history of like consumer technology. So as a result, everybody's been experiencing that. Everybody has that expectation. So you as a company that's coming to the market, you have to incorporate that into your strategy, into your product development, right? And, and even across every single aspect of your company, because again, you know, when you look at Apple, they set the bar in terms of the retail experience, the support experience, right? So learn those lessons, right? About being customer centric and then incorporate that into your DNA as you come to market. So the other thing, by the way, the other kind of structural tailwind is of course the millennials, right? This is a generation that's grown up with technology, okay? So as a result, there's, there is this kind of not only just, you know, uh, receptiveness, but expectation about using technology, you know, in, in order to achieve their ends and the comfort level with it that makes it second nature. So as a result of that, like these again are the things that I think companies at the forefront of the change in kind of access control, IP access control, cloud-based access control, call it what you like, right? Smart access control, really. Um, these guys are aware of it, right? And I think everybody is kind of playing to that tune and, and they're finding success and reception in the market. Yeah, I, I definitely think. And, uh, so your thoughts on uh, these, some of these changes you're talking about were happening before you know, the, the crisis has come. And then yeah. um, we're seeing some and through conversations I've had with a lot of people, you're seeing things like all of a sudden touchless become a thing and yeah. you know, the understanding of cloud to be able to get remote access and business continuity. How, yeah. how do you see this playing out uh, as you are, are deep in the multifamily side, which has been a hot marketplace too. Yeah, do you, do you continue to see that going, the adoption? Like what, what are your views on, on how this either accelerates or decelerates certain things? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, of course you're gonna have kind of macroeconomic factors that affect, you know, kind of how much new product, new construction and all that is going on in the world. But I can tell you this, that, you know, I definitely think that this crisis is accelerating adoption of technology in the real estate industry um, and really obviously in the country as a whole, right? You, you look at Zoom, right? Everybody's Zooming now. Everybody's familiar now with how to do a video conference call, much more comfortable. By the way, what's interesting is our kind of like the new social mores that are developing as a result of that, right? And like, it, it's just fascinating, right? And I think that's, by the way, one of the cool things about what we all are doing, right? Is that we're observing consumer behavior, we're observing you know, access control, the needs, the changing needs, e-commerce coming into a building. How do you mesh all of that into a great new experience for people, right? But back to COVID for a moment. So, so you know, it's, a, it's basically accelerating the adoption of technology, okay? Because technology is critical to achieving the ends that we want in this period, meaning social distancing and helping to monitor kind of density in different places. So in a way, you know, technology, this is right time, right place for it, okay? You look at something like virtual and unattended leasing, okay? This is exploding now, and more and more landlords are saying, I wanna try this because I need to try it, right? This is a way that I can get a new prospect looking at apartments to like use virtual reality to check it out, and then when they're about to sign a lease, they come 
they come look at that and they do unattended touring. And that works because they don't have to interact with any of the building staff, right? So the need for social distancing has made this kind of unattended touring something that was starting to happen kind of in a nascent way explode because it's right time, right, right space, right, right place. Um, I, I think the other thing is, is like for us as a smart intercom, you know, we're at the front of the building and, you know, access to the front of the building is the first step you need to do in terms of unintended touring. What we're also seeing though is, is that people aren't going beyond the front of the building, right? You know, in a lot of the doorman buildings we have now, they've locked the door, right? And they're using the Butterfly MX platform to call our doorman station. They open the front door and that's it. The person is like only in the lobby and then they, they basically drop off their package and et cetera, right? So it's a really about kind of controlling access to the front of the building and keeping people from everywhere else, right? And I would say like all of the IP systems were actually quite critical in terms of being able to kind of turn a building on a dime and lock everything down, right? If you had a cloud-based system, you could basically log into your web platform, right? Your web portal and say, look, I'm locking all the amenity space doors, right? Think about the power of that, how convenient it was, how, how it was able to kind of make a massive change throughout a property, right? Instantaneously. And it's that kind of power that I think people are discovering and, and the value of it. So this will only, I think, drive that type of adoption. Now, I think, you know, you mentioned um, touchless door entry. We call it contactless door entry. You know, this is something that we were already working on, right? Because all of our hardware basically has Bluetooth and NFC and, you know, and, and you know, uh, voice technology all baked into it, right? So we were already kind of working on, hey, you know what? I'm a resident, I approach a building, I can basically get into the building without having to even interact with our screen, right? But what we've, what we've seen is, is now people want to actually open the doors without touching them. So, you know, we've had our whole engineering team kind of working on coming up with a solution where if you have any sort of motorized doors, we can open it automatically, right? And so now, you know, you're coming up, you can use Siri, you can hold your phone, you know, near one of our screens, or we have this thing called swipe to open where you just use your finger to open the door in the mobile app. And you're not only unlocking the door, but now the motorized doors are opening and welcoming you in, right? We see that as going to be something that's permanent, right? Because it's net net, it's, it's also a better user experience, not only uh, a safer and more kind of healthy experience in today's world. Um, you know, I think the, the last thing I just wanted to touch on in that regard is, um, you know, e-commerce, right? That is, you know, a massive explosion of e-commerce, right? Basically, um, what you're seeing is the package delivery volumes in today's world, right? With everybody, you know, uh, staying at home, resting in place and ordering everything right online is the package delivery volumes are at the same level as like Black Friday through Christmas. Okay. There's no way buildings can deal with that. The only way that they're going to be able to deal with that is by implementing technology to handle that package flow, right? So in terms of processing, in terms of notifying folks, using package rooms, right? Using locker systems. You know, one of the things that we're very excited about is, you know, we developed a, um, a business partnership with Amazon that provides actually an end-to-end -end solution that takes the building staff completely out of, 
you know, package delivery into the building, into the lockers, into a package room and pick up by residence, right? And you can basically restrict access into the package room at one resident at a time. So, you know, it, it's this type of thing, which before existed is now being repurposed or maybe tweaked a little bit, right? You know, connecting it to motorized doors, which we really think, um, you know, is driving the adoption of technology in today's environment. And, you know, if, if you're a smart owner or a property manager, you're gonna go, hey, this is a very efficient way to be operating my property. You know, when this passes, as I, as I think we all hope it will soon, you know, a lot of this stuff is gonna stick. Unintended touring is not going away, right? Because consumers actually have a higher close rate when they tour um, on an unattended basis than when they're attended by someone. So it's, 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 it's interesting right now to see we're kind of living in one of these periods that people will down the road look back and, and, and talk about what's happening because like the fabric of society is being sort of ripped apart and put back together. And some of these yeah. things that, you know, before that a lot of us like, like yourself that were working on um, you know, future state type technology that were seen as nice to haves. And there's like that conversation like, well, yeah, I like it, but you know, cost or whatever it might be to where now it became a health need and, and, and it's accelerated that and you can see. So I, that's why I, you know, as, as terrible as everything is from a business standpoint of the technologies that a lot of us have wanted to see things get progressed, but have been held back by a lot of reasons that we can get into, but um, have been that this is actually now accelerating some of that. So it's, it's exciting to see. And it's, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that you all are right centered smack in the middle of it. That's why I was uh, excited to have this conversation. You're in yeah. New York, you're dealing with density. Um, you're, you're on the front end. You've, you've been leading with what you're doing. So it's a, it's, it's a right mix uh, for companies like yourself. Yeah, I mean, look, just, just to add on to that, I think like when you have massive disruption, you know, um, it's almost like a forest fire. You know what I mean? Certain things are going to be able to adapt. Certain things are not. You know, the analogy I like to, to use is, you know, the, the world before COVID was like a nice, a nice kind of well-formed balloon. COVID is like pressing on one side of the balloon. It, it creates a new shape, right? And it's like now we're adapting our technologies in order to meet the needs of the current environment, right? And, you know, how much of that sticks in the long run, we'll see. But the thing is, the fundamental thing is the point that you made, which is, you know, the old way of doing things has been disrupted and we're not going to go back to that state uh, as we move into the future. Well, I could do this uh, with you probably for a long time. So I, I'll, I'll spare the, uh, <laughs> the time for you. Um, but uh, if people want to get a hold of you or uh, are, are looking to find out more information, where's the best place to do that? Yeah, so you should go to butterflymx.com. Uh, you know, that's our website. You know, you have all the information about everything that we do, the products and services that we offer, as well as some of the things we're doing in terms of, you know, the COVID-19 uh, crisis and how we're helping owners and residents um, deal with the situation uh, effectively. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to do this. And I look forward to having further conversations with you. Yeah, same here. Thank you, Lee.